three days, rose again. Sing hallelujah. Amen. We're going up to the end. You're about to be trained by the Lamb. Told y'all we're taking it up to another level. Get ready for it. Man. <laughs> so imagine you eat a fruit that looks good and pleasing on the outside. I know that this might disturb some of you, but imagine you eat a fruit that looks good and pleasing on the outside, but it's just rotting away on the inside. Oh, it's got maggots. It smells bad. Oh, it's horrible, right? So what are you going to do with it? Like, have you ever had that happen where like, Okay, there's a fruit and oh, it looks so good on the outside. But then once I got on the inside, oh, it was like it was spoiled, right? And it's like, oh, what do you do with it? Well, you spit it out immediately because you're like, oh, I want this taste out of my mouth. I don't like this. I hate this. I hate this experience. Gosh, I need to get this taste out of my mouth. You spit it out immediately and then you throw the rest away because you're like, I have no desire to have anything like this in my hand or in my mouth ever again. Is that what you want God to do with you? It's the same way with God. He talks about the lukewarm Christians. He's like, okay, for the lukewarm Christians, you're you're not hot, you're not cold. So I'd rather just spit you out of my mouth. I'd rather have nothing to do with you because most people don't like lukewarm water. For real, like if you have a fruit that is rotting on the inside, but it looks so good on the outside, right? So if you don't let God train you, that's what's going to happen. He's going to spit you out because you're going to be spiritually dead on the inside. You're going to be rotting away on the inside. and it's all going to come back to, did you allow God to train you? Did you take care of your body? That's a temple for the Holy Spirit. And not just what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. Like that might be a better analogy of, you know, is that what you want God to do with you? You look, so many people are focused on making everything look good about themselves on the outside, right? We just get back to what we're talking about. Those perfect Christians that they, you know, oh, we're supposed to be perfect, right? Oh, that's the walk for Christians. Somebody that's just perfect, that has it all figured out together. We want to make ourselves look good on the outside. Well, there you go. You're going to be a fruit that looks good on the outside. But if you're not doing your spiritual training, if you're not drawing near to God, if you're not going and making disciples of all nations, if you're not telling other people about Christ, if you're not you know, fulfilling God's purpose for you, well, then guess what? God's going to spit you out. You have to make an effort to have that relationship with God. Like we talked about, you don't have to do all the heavy lifting because Jesus did the heavy lifting. And to achieve eternal life, to achieve that hope that Jesus paid the price for you, that's true. He did take a lot of that. He did take that heavy lifting off of you. He took that burden, that price that we could not pay. He took that off of you. But you still have to make an effort to have that relationship with God. You can't just go and be a lukewarm Christian. You have to live on fire for Christ. As believers, we need to understand the lamb in a different way. And that's the same thing. We're going to explain the name that you're going to see every week on this podcast is we need to understand the lamb in a different way. The lamb that was slain is the only one who was strong enough, who was worthy enough to take the punishment that you deserved, that I deserved. He's the only one. 
the lamb, the only one who could ever say he never sinned, right? That experienced the same trials and temptations that we face today and never sinned. Yet we sin every day. I sin every day. And we are so quick to look down at the imagery of the lamb. The lamb is the only one who can offer you something that no trainer, no other human being could ever offer you, eternal life. So what does that mean? I'm going to jump in here, Revelation 5. We're going to go through the whole chapter here. So don't tune out. Listen to this, because this whole chapter is powerful, and it's going to put everything into perspective. Some of y'all already know this, but I'm going to say it anyways, because this is, this is going to be powerful right here. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly, weep bitterly, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. We skip down. We can skip down to verse 11. Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who is slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, they sing. Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. So before we start questioning, before I start questioning, before any of us start questioning the power of the imagery of the Lamb, the name of the Lamb, the lamb is the only one who can offer you something that no trainer, no other human being could ever offer you, that eternal life. The lamb knows more about you than you even know about yourself. So while you might think you know what is best for you, why do we, why do I often find myself in difficult situations? Why do you find yourself in difficult situations? Because what we thought was our best is not what God knew was our best. Did you get that? What we thought was our best is not what God knew was our best. He knew what our best was. 
So, yeah, something such as a lamb that the world says is so infant, so weak, so frail, that same lamb has the power to give you hope, to give you freedom, to give you peace that no other being, no other that you love, no other that you trust was ever capable of doing. I say the lamb is stronger than you could possibly imagine in every way possible. We've talked a lot about training and certain aspects of it that apply to our everyday lives. And certainly we know there are different aspects of our life that we have to take care of, that we have to train, right? And that's good that we talked a lot about these things, that we continue to talk about these things, that we want to continue to have these conversations to provide that tangible insight for you guys so that you can do what we at Trained by the Lamb and God Remembers are designed to help you do to live physically and spiritually fit. However, nothing we teach you will matter if we don't discuss and put a heavy emphasis on who the heck is training you. Right? There is a ton of misinformation out there. A ton of people who just want your money, your time, your engagement, but don't want to engage back with you. We have to understand who we allow to train us at the end of the day. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm letting Jesus train me today and every day. Seriously, like I'm letting Jesus train me. Because that isn't to say that we shouldn't have our own trainers now. I do have a trainer. I've had trainers before, and I currently do have a trainer. We all can still use personal trainers. And if y'all read or heard my bio, you know that I myself am a personal trainer, yet here I am and I have a personal trainer, right? <laughs> but it's because I see the value in it. And even the most fit people in the world, right? The people that you want to say, oh man, they're so fit. They have just, look at them. They're just built. They have such great form. Like their body is just impeccable. Like they don't need training. No, that's not true. They still need training because even, you know, especially when we're talking about spiritual training, if they are fit on the outside, they may be spiritually dead on the inside and they may be mentally dead on the inside or emotionally dead or relationally dead. You have different areas of your life where you always need somebody training you. You may not even know it that they're training you, but you need somebody training you. And for us as believers, we always need God training us. That's why we're here to help you. We're here to help you to build that relationship, to get you with those Christ-centered connections. But there is always going to be something that you can learn or improve in any aspect of your life. So we talked about the lamb. There's so many things about the lamb, right? The lamb is the one who was able to open the scroll, the one that was able to pay the price that you were not strong enough to do, that you were not worthy enough to do. The difference between Jesus and all other trainers is that some trainers will lay out all the heavy work in front of you <laughs> and make usually inadequate claims about what you will be able to achieve through their program. Notice how I said so. It's not going to be all trainers. I don't want to cast assertions on all trainers, but it is. there are some out there that are going to be like that. Like I said, they're going to come after your money, your time, and your engagement, and they're not going to do anything that's going to provide value for you. They just want your money. But that's some. It's not all. But once again, that's the difference between Jesus and all other trainers. Because with Jesus, his promises, his truth is the truth. With the lamb, its promises, his truth is the 
truth. And you don't have to do all the legwork. You don't have to do all the heavy lifting to try and achieve those goals because he already did it for you. He already did it for you. So you just have to let him pursue you and he's going to begin training you before you even realize. Like, dog, that, that is the reason we follow him. Brothers, sisters, that is the reason. He is different from every other trainer. That is something like no other trainer, not even myself, right? I'm a personal trainer, but that's something that I can't do for you. That's something that no other trainer can do for you. Because we are just human. We are human, just like everyone else. But Jesus, the Lamb, is the Son of God. That's the difference. And that's why we're being trained by the Lamb. That is why Jesus is going to do so much more for you than me or anybody else that says, hey, we're going to guarantee these results for you. We're going to give you this plan, this training plan, this meal plan, whatever it is. Anything that we could try and offer you, it pales in comparison to what Jesus is going to be able to do for you when he is the one training you. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, right? We do that all the time. Trainers, we correct people's form. We correct things that people may previously think they know about fitness or training. And we correct that by providing the actual knowledge. But here's the thing. We don't know everything. God knows everything. He is omniscient. So he is able to even just blow out of the water anything that we may be able to tell you. and We may be able to say, oh, okay, this is facts, you know. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. That's one of the biggest things we do in training is teaching people the right form, the right technique. All of that to prevent injury, to make it safe, but also effective. That all comes through teaching. It comes through correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. First Timothy 4.8. My brothers out there that are listening to that 4.8 men podcast, this one's, you already know this one. Rather, train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. We're not going to have this physical body when we go with us to heaven, right? So obviously, our bodily training is not like our physical training. It's not going to have the same value as our spiritual training, as our training for godliness, right? So you can expect we're going to put a much heavier emphasis on godly training, on spiritual training. We're going to put an emphasis on that because that's ultimately what is going to run the race, run the course of eternity. Whereas physical training, okay, yes, like we need to take care of our bodies. We need to, it goes hand in hand with spiritual training, but they are not equal. They are not equal. You have to put spiritual training first. And that's where the lamb comes in because the lamb understood that. You think Jesus was the most ripped? I'm not, I wasn't alive 2000 years ago, but I would assume he wasn't the most jacked person in the world. Like, you know, we have some bodybuilders out there today, but he was the most fit in terms of spiritual fitness. You can put your money on that. Not encouraging gambling, by the way, but he was the most spiritually fit. He was the most spiritually worthy. Because he never sinned and he was willing, he was worthy enough to take our place in the cross to give us the hope, to give us the promise that if we follow him, if we call on him and we follow him, 
and we allow him to train us, right? And we believe in him. We profess him to the world. We have a shot at eternal life. But there was a heavy price that came with that. But he was willing to pay it. He was worthy enough to pay it. That's the difference. So he may not have been the most physically fit. Like I'm sure, oh, who's the world's strongest man? Guess what? Still pales in comparison because spiritual fitness triumphs physical fitness. It does. We have to understand that it's not an equal balance here. No, one is above the other. One is way more important than the other because it says it right there in the Bible. It says it in 1 Timothy 4.8. Go back. Go back and rewind a minute if you need to hear the verse again. But it's true. So we go to training. What are the different things we go to training for? And I think for this, we're going to talk more about physical training just for this second. But what do we go to get trained for, right? What do we go to the gym for? Let me draw a parallel here to what we go to the gym for, right? So you go to the gym. We go to train for strength. Guess what? I'm going to get stronger on the rock. I'm going to get stronger on the land, the one that leads me behind, beside still waters. The one when the waves come crashing in, I'm going to be standing on the rock, not on the sand. That's where I'm going to build my foundation, my firm foundation that's not going to move even when the waves come crashing in, when life comes crashing in. Nope. I'm going to be built. I'm going to be standing on the rock. I'm going to get stronger on the rock. We go to training for endurance, muscular endurance, aerobic endurance, whatever it is. Guess what? I'm going to run the race with Christ, right? We know that, you know, life is like a marathon, right? But we also talked about, you know, the importance of pacing. We have to be willing to pace ourselves. So we have to run the race with Christ. We have to keep in step with the spirit. That's going to give you endurance unlike any other. And that's going to give you endurance that we can't teach you, that we won't be able to teach you. Because that's just, that's just coming from a higher power. That's coming from something inside of you that, you know, it's the Holy Spirit, man. You're not going to be able to match that. I'm not going to be able to match that. Nobody is. <laughs> but that's endurance right there, is being able to run the race to keep in step with the Spirit because the Spirit is going to get you to where God wants you to be. We go to training for health, right? You want to be healthy. You want to live healthy. You want to live a long, healthy life. You want to you know, help other people in your family. You want to see your family be healthy too, right? Because you don't want to be you know, just sitting around the house all day you know, not, not living, right? You want to, you, we want to get outside. We want to live. We want to enjoy life. And with that, you're going to have to have a healthy lifestyle. So what do we do that for? What do we live healthy for? What do we take care of our health for? Well, for me, and I hope for you too, for any believer out there, we're going to take care of our body because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I know in last week's episode, we talked with Heather Creek more about that. And once again, we're not saying you have to be, quote unquote, hot for Jesus, right? But it is true. Like we do have to take care of our bodies because, you know, at the end of the day, we were made in the image of God and we need to uphold that. We need to take care of our bodies. We don't just put bad stuff into our bodies, right? Whether that's, you know, what we set our heart on, you know, it doesn't even have to be physical, like eating, like, oh, I'm just going to eat junk food. No, it might just be stuff that you're watching, stuff that you're listening to. If it's not wholesome, if it's not contributing to a positive relationship between you and others and those others, including Christ, then you're not taking care of your body. And that's why we need to feed the spirit with what is going to glorify God, with what is going to nourish the spirit, not grieve it. So take care of your body, your temple for the spirit. And then 
Lastly, we go to training for confidence, right? People want to be more confident in their body. We talked about body image last week. And that's a big reason why a lot of people go into training because they're not confident or maybe they don't go into training because they're not, they don't want to, you know, have the stigma like, oh, I, I have a trainer and that means I'm out of shape or, you know, there's something that, you know, I, I need work on. Like people don't like having that stereotype or that stigma attached to them. But once again, as we already mentioned, it is important. Everybody needs a trainer. Some people are just more apt and more willing to admit that than others. So with confidence, guess what? I'm going to be confident. We're going to be confident. You are going to be confident to share the gospel with others. If you're going to be spiritually fit, you're going to be confident to share the gospel with others and to hold on to your faith when the waves come crashing in. Because life's going to happen. When we have confidence, we have a different type of confidence than that, than the world. We're going to be confident to share the gospel with others, to actually do the commission that God gave us. And we're going to do that. We're going to be able to do that more confidently through that spiritual training, through that training by the Lamb. And to also, and this one's really important, to be able to hold on to your faith when the waves come crashing in. Because there's too many people that you know are just willing to resist resign their faith just when things get hard or you know they start questioning god they start doubting god that he exists that he is the loving creator that so many other people tell him to be that told somebody told you that that's who god is and you're like well how come i'm not seeing it because god never says i will make your life perfect i will make your life smooth and that's just the walk of a Christian is notice notice how perfect that person's life is, how God just is shining a light on them and they just seem like they have it all together. No, that's not the walk of a Christian. A Christian is going to be messy. Like Our walk is going to be messy, but we have God there. He's walking through the valley of the shadow of darkness, right? He is walking through the valley with us. He'll go every single time, but you have to call on him. You have to train with him. Because if you start doubting him, if you start questioning him, then, you know, he'll still love you the same. But you're going to neglect a very loving creator that's willing to walk through the valley with you, that's willing to, you know, hold your hand, give you peace, even in the midst of when it seems like life is just crashing down on you. So... A real question here. Can a personal trainer give you peace? Can a trainer give you 24-7 access? Can a trainer offer you value beyond your physical body, the chance at eternity? Do you trust your trainer with the deepest flaws? Can you trust that your trainer knows you better than you know yourself? Do you think your trainer truly knows what is best for you? Well, guess what? The answer to every single one of those questions was... And frankly, should be no, right? <laughs> the only one who we can place our faith for all of that is the lamb. That's why we're all in this together. Every single one of us. We're, we are being, we are literally being trained by the lamb as we speak. So I hope this episode was an encouragement for you guys. Truly trained by the lamb. That's what we're going to just be going in every single week. We're going to be talking about different topics. We're going to have guests on and every single week, it's always going to come back to the Christ center, the Christ center community, the Christ center connections, 
the Christ-centered, I know this doesn't start with a C, but the Christ-centered discussions, right? The Christ-centered conversations. There you go. Hey, we got the three C's on that one again. Christ-centered conversations. But like, that's truly what we want to have, right? Is everything is centered around Christ because it would be really easy for me or any of my guests, anybody that's a personal trainer that has a podcast or has a platform to say, you know what? I'm going to be the center. I'm going to provide you all this value. And we've talked about this. We've mentioned it in the past. We're not meant to be put on the platform. Humans, me, you, anybody else, we're not meant to be put on platforms. We're not to be put on the pedestal. The only one that is, is God. Because if we put ourselves on the pedestal, then we're making ourselves an idol. And that's not what we're going to do here at Trained by Lamb. That's not what we're going to do here at God Remembers. We are going to make Christ the center in everything we're going to do. We are going to make the Lamb the center in everything that we do. My brothers and sisters, when I say we only got more heat on the way for you guys, I mean that. If y'all stuck around to the end of this episode, I know you're motivated to do more and to further accelerate that training with Christ. You can do that right now by following our show to get the latest and greatest in trading wherever it is you are tuning in right now and leaving us a five-star rating. I'm your host Z signing off for the first episode of Train by the Lamb. We'll see y'all in here next week.